0: In the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, dear Christian friends who are gathered here today to look inside the tomb and see it's empty. A man was walking down the street one night, and he looked across the street, and there was a neighbor boy on his hands and knees under a streetlight. He went over and asked the boy if he had lost something, and he said, yeah, he lost the money that his mom had given him to buy some ice cream. So feeling bad for him, he got down on his hands and knees and started to look with him. After a, a little while, the man said to the boy, we're not finding this money anywhere. Are you sure that you've lost it here? And he goes, not really. I think I might have lost it across the street. And the man said, well, why are we looking over here then? And he said, it's really dark over there. I can see better over here. No matter how hard or long that little boy looked, he'd never find the money because he was looking in the wrong place. Couldn't the same thing be said about the women in our text on that first Easter morning? They were on their way to find the body of Jesus, but they were going to be looking in the wrong place, the tomb. And they were going to soon find out that Jesus was not there. The tomb was empty except for the angels. And the fact that it was empty was not a bad thing. But it was a glorious and beautiful thing because it meant Jesus rose from the dead. So as we gather here on this uh, Easter morning, let's go with the women and look inside the tomb. Look inside and find relief. And look inside and find hope. Try and imagine for a moment what it would have been like to have been one of those women making their way to the tomb on that first Easter morning. You're slowly walking to do something that you don't want to do and can't believe that you have to do. You are there to go into the tomb of Jesus and unwrap his lifeless body and, and perform the last rites with perfume and spices and spices on his lacerated and beaten body as your final act of love to him. No wonder everyone's walking slowly and not saying much. You're still in shock because someone whom you love so dearly was brutally killed and you never even had a chance to say goodbye. But as you're walking, suddenly the thought hits you. Who is going to remove that large stone that's in front of the entrance? Maybe you won't be able to do what you intended to do after all. The burden that you're carrying in your heart is overwhelming and almost too great to bear. And why? Because you believe Jesus is dead. As you gather here this morning, Are you carrying any burdens in your heart? Maybe you have the burden of spending your first Easter without a loved one who died this past year. Maybe you are facing weeks of chemo. Maybe you have a loved one on his or her deathbed. Maybe you're having some parenting issues or maybe even some struggles with your spouse. Maybe you're just kind of disappointing yourself because you're letting your friends and your sinful nature influence you into doing things that you know are not pleasing to God. Maybe you've recently spoken some angry words that you wish you could have put back in your mouth or have done something to hurt friends or family. Let's face it, we are sinners living in a sinful world, and we often carry heavy burdens in our hearts. And when you're hurting. When you are troubled by your sins or upset with things that you have done or or failed to do, do you ever for a moment act as though Jesus were dead? You see, a dead Jesus isn't going to help anyone. My friends, when you're carrying heavy burdens, you need to go to Jesus' tomb like the women did on that first Easter morning and look inside. And when they did, To their surprise, Jesus was not there. Where was he? They needed an explanation. And boy, did they ever get one. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. I mean, what a question the angels asked. The women were looking for Jesus, but they came to the wrong place. A tomb is for dead people. Jesus was alive. Looking for Jesus among the dead would be like looking for an ice cube in a blazing fire pit or a cruise ship in the middle of the desert. You won't find them there because that's not where they're supposed to be. Jesus was not in the tomb because that's not where he was supposed to be. He was alive. And the angels even reminded the women of what Jesus had said, that he said he would be raised on the third day. So as the women rushed off to tell the disciples, the gospel writer Matthew tells us that Jesus appeared to the women. And when he did, the heavy burdens that they were carrying in their heart were gone. This morning the angels share that same message with us. Uh, God directs our eyes to the tomb so that we look inside and see it empty. And do you realize what that means for our lives? When we get stressed out and worried, when our burdens seem to almost become too overwhelming, we have a living Savior who says, cast all your anxieties on me because I care for you. When we get scared as we look at all the things that are going on in in the world, and maybe when we get troubled by some of the things that are happening in our personal lives, We have a living Savior who assures us, be still and know that I am God. See, looking inside the tomb gives us relief. But it does more. It also gives us hope. You know, when we think about all those nasty words that come out of our mouths at time, when we think of all the hurtful actions that we do, when we think of the hateful, immoral thoughts that we often have, We may be uh, tempted to think, how can a sinless God ever allow a sinful human being like me to enter his sinless heaven? And the devil whispers in our ears, he won't. We have a living Savior who uh, uh, assures us, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. And what greater comfort is there when we are at the grave of a loved one than to know that on the last day you won't find your loved one in a cemetery. There will no, be no reason for looking for the living among the dead. The empty tomb of Jesus means life. Eternal life in heaven for all who believe in him. And that, my friends, is the greatest comfort that we can carry in life because death is a part of our lives. And to say the least, not a favorite part is it. You know, um, sometimes we see pictures or hear of uh, a child who has cancer and is getting treatments. Some of the treatments are successful and others not. And the child dies. When I hear about that, I sometimes think, what if that was my child or grandchild? How, how would I get through that? Picture yourself as that being your child or grandchild. How would you get through? How hard? One of the hardest things to deal with in life going to the cemetery and then walking away from that little casket. How does one handle that? Not easy. There'd be lots of tears, heartaches, and pain, and emptiness that you would have for the rest of your life. And there are only two things that I can think of that would get me through a situation like that. Good Friday and Easter. Hearing Jesus cry from the cross, it is finished on Good Friday. And then seeing the empty tomb on Easter morning are the only things that would give me any comfort, any hope. Because the risen Savior assures us, because I live, you also will live. Yes, Easter assures us that our Redeemer lives, and so do our loved ones who die in the Lord. And knowing that our loved one is in heaven and will one day welcome us when we get into heaven is the only way we Christians make it through a situation like that. For the parents and grandparents, other relatives and friends of a child or any loved one who go to the grave and hear God's messenger say, Jesus has risen, he is alive, and so is your loved one, is the greatest news that could reach our ears. And the only message I can soothe aching and grieving hearts. And that, my friends, is why I believe Easter is the most glorious day in the history of the world. I'm going to say even more glorious than the last day. Now, why would I say that? Without Easter, the last day would be a terror for everyone. Because God would send everyone to their eternal destruction in hell. We don't have to worry about that because of Easter. And as we look inside the empty tomb, as we think about the relief a living Savior gives and the sure hope of forgiveness and salvation that he has won for us, how can we keep this good news to ourselves? There are so many people in this world who look at Easter as just being springtime, and, and the, the Easter bunny. So many people are slowly walking around with all kinds of burdens in their hearts, and especially the burden of sin. So many people who don't know where they're going to spend their eternity because they don't know or believe that the tomb is empty. And the only cure for them is to lead them to know see that the tomb was empty. We know that our Redeemer lives, And isn't that something we would like everyone to know? And so, my friends, with our words and with our actions, with our offerings, let's spread the good news that Jesus' tomb is empty, that Jesus is alive, and that forgiveness and salvation are ours through him. Oh, what joy and what a blessing it is to be able to say, with joy and a big smile on our faces, He is risen. And your response? Hallelujah. Amen. Please rise. And the people.